My name is Laura Hunter, and I am one of the moms on call. My friend Jennifer Walker and I have been helping parents of babies and toddlers navigate common and not-so-common issues with raising their little ones. We are probably best known for our sleep program, which is featured in all three of the Moms on Call parenting books. We also have apps, videos on YouTube, a website, and now this podcast. We are so glad you found us. Today, we are going to talk about the challenges of parenting in a digital age. We're raising kids in the most connected and marketed to generation in history, and that creates some unique challenges. And of course, we are going to answer your questions. Today's topics include summertime, a 10-week-old who might love their catnaps too much, and a mom who wants to move her bed-sharing toddler into their own room. We'll end, like always, with something to put a smile on your face. Today, it's a friend of mine who coaches football, but he's so much more than that. And I want to share one of the lessons that I learned from him and his wife recently. So let's get started. We know that nobody is busier than parents, so we promise that you'll always get some useful knowledge in the first five minutes of our show. Let's go. This may be a little unpopular, but I just want to say for all of you who keep seeing the term me time all over the place and you're thinking to yourself, I don't have any me time. There is no time. I barely got a shower, especially when you have a little baby, both moms and dads. There may not be a whole lot of me time. So if in you are in a season where you are not getting that me time, look, you are not missing out. We're going to get there. I don't want you to feel like there's something on a checklist that you are not getting to. And so even this moment, this podcast that you can listen to while you are doing all the other very demanding things, especially if you're in a season with multiple kids and somebody's sick and you're trying to do a hundred things at once. If you're in a day where you've got no me time, I just want to let you know, there is always a tomorrow and you still count and you're still important and keep going, keep doing all the things that you need to do in the day. We see you. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. They have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they're sharing their experiences as nurses, business owners, and moms with you, completely unfiltered. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hey, Laura. Okay, so today, have you ever looked at somebody's Instagram and thought, what is wrong with me? This <laughs> is so beautiful. Everything seems to be just exactly right. Parenting in this digital age, not only do you have to navigate, and we've said this before, we are the most marketed to generation ever to walk the earth. And not only do we have to navigate the things that we look up on the internet, the access that we have to all of this information, but we feel like we also have to navigate the access everybody else has to all that information, our friends and our family members and alerts and just looking things up and seeing all of these different images 
it is really incredibly daunting. And today, Mom's on Call, we are going to give you a challenge that very well may set you free. And we are definitely guilty of being trapped by that, by watching and looking and seeing and viewing everybody else's quote unquote reality. And Mm -hmm. I use that term very loosely. I found myself in church one time. So I'm in church and I've got my husband and I and all of our kids. So we take up a whole row when we go to church. However, and I'm telling on myself and this other very large family comes walking in. And I did. I caught myself. So it's not even just digital, right? Even <laughs> just in our day to day. And I caught myself and I'm watching them and I'm just like, oh, the perfect mom, the perfect dad, four beautiful kids who are so kind and so respectful and so sweet. And, and I just found myself, even in the reality of face to face, thinking, oh, Man, I want that. I want that. <laughs> Those kids do not seem like when they sit down, they're going to have to do the standard church. I'm going to talk oh. to you without separating my, my teeth. teeth. You yes, are going to put that pencil down and quit hitting the lady in front of you <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes. There's something about not moving your teeth apart that makes it say like, I mean business. That's right. And, you know, so I, I, I think now... I find myself mm-hmm. scrolling the mm. the digital masses, and I still see over and over again, oh, man, I want arms like that. <laughs> that house is so Ooh, cute and right? so put together. And trying to navigate parenting, even with my adult children, Mm-hmm. is very difficult in a world where it seems as if reality seems so perfect. Yeah. Well, at some point, there was this shift to where perception overtook reality. Like, if I didn't post it, did it really happen? Right. <laughs> like right. You're asking yourself these questions or, oh, this would look so great. Or, oh, I want to capture this moment and share it. I think the core of that and wanting to share good things, that is a good part of human interaction. But in real relationships, we would like to answer that question today. So if you didn't post it, yes, it really did happen. And perception is not more important than reality. Actually, let's just have this a great reminder that reality is more important than perception. And the reality in your house of the love that you have, even if it's messy and there's not a filter appropriate for this situation, or sometimes it's difficult. One of the best pieces of advice that my meemaw gave me is I said, how did you do it with five kids? And she said, sometimes I locked myself in the bathroom and cried. And I was like, thank you. Oh, nobody's sending me pictures of that on Instagram. But that is the reality of human relationships. And so there is a beauty of what happens outside of the perceptions and the posting that is so incredibly valuable. And I want you to have the freedom to embrace that 
That is what really feeds our souls. And then one of the things that is so helpful to me, and I do this on the regular, is doing a judgment fast Mm. where it's the perception that you had of that lady. If you ask that lady at church or if you ask that right. person on the other side of Instagram, oh, if I, their we, life was perfect. No. We're like best friends now. So, See? I mean, I hang out with her all the time now and, and I'm like, oh, I am so thankful that my perception of your perfection was not correct. <laughs> <laughs> Did not laugh. get in the way of our friendship. Oh my gosh, we <laughs> laugh all the time now because... She kind of had that same viewpoint. And so we're mm-hmm. able to, now that we know each other and we've built this friendship, we're able to to really dig in and show and be vulnerable. I think that vulnerable part is so difficult. But being judgment, a judgment fast sounds incredible. We, we could all do a that. lot of things, but I just <laughs> didn't realize like how much that was attached to fear and identity and mm. the things that were really weighing me down as far as just being able to parent in the day to day with the kids that I had right in front of me. You just don't realize how sometimes those can build up as you're kind of scrolling past, especially if you've had a bad day. Whew, it's hard. So the judgment fast is refusing as you look to make those judgments and perceptions. Oh, they must have it easy. Oh, well, look at how helpful her kids are in this situation. Or look at, of course, when she has that nice car, the kids are going to be safe. Just all of the things that you just automatically maybe come up or I might be revealing that I'm just a horrible person. <laughs> Hopefully other people are identifying with this in some way. And you're not going to be like, I think Jennifer I, just needs some therapy. Right. But well, when you're scrolling along, just yeah, fasting from that. Yeah. And, and saying, I think that's lovely. This is a good moment in time. And I'm to be purposeful. <laughs> no, no, no. And to be purposeful. Yeah. yeah. I think that we have to kind of put it on our radar as something that I think every single one of us does and we do. I'm sure we've done it today. And then navigating through and recognizing that what we're necessarily seeing on a post or that little glimpse of walking into church or that those are just little slivers. Those are little glimpses and that we all have these moments where life really is messy, right? I mean, life isn't some perfect little package that is just, it's not perfect. It's not. And we can celebrate that. And we can celebrate. something worth celebrating. Yes. Is it a mess? Is your house a mess right now? Yes. That means you're living life. A friend of mine would always apologize for her house and how, or when we go on consults, I get this all the time. Like you just had a baby and you're apologizing about the cleanliness of your bathroom counter to me. And I'll always say, I came here to see you and your baby, not your bathroom counter. (laughs) If you want to impress me with a mess, you're going to have to do better than that. (laughs) (laughs) Like I want us to celebrate. You have a life to live. And the reality of life and the things that happen outside the purview of any camera, those are the things that matter. And those are the things that are worth celebrating. So I hope everybody today finds a moment in their life that they would not put on the internet for a million dollars, but would appreciate that in their heart and say, this, this is worth living for. This kid's 
sharing in this moment, but covered in carrots from head to toe that the dog is licking off their face. And I I haven't washed my hair for two days. Okay. That is the reality of life with kids. I want you to have permission to be there. And as you scroll through later that day, I want that to be the picture that helps you to identify the beauty of your life more so just on a judgment fast, however long you want to do it. I usually take at least a week and let me tell you, it's hard to make it through a day because it's just like my mind just goes there so easily. But and you take a week and you will find that parenting in the day to day may very well become a little easier and enjoyable. I love that. And I think that when we recognize that and we're vulnerable ourselves and maybe we said maybe don't you don't have to put it all on Instagram or you wouldn't put it on Instagram for a million dollars. But what if we did? What if we did share some of those messy moments and messy parts? And maybe it's not on Instagram or Facebook, but maybe it's with your best friend. I remember a time when I came home, probably grocery shopping and Jim had and Jim's my incredible wonderful husband and dad to my children. And he had given our then two-year-old slime, the gack. And here she is. Classic dad move. (laughs) And so I walk in and his eyes are big and he's looking at me. And here's Allison with all these beautiful blonde hair with green gack wearing a hat. So she was wearing a green gack hat. (laughs) on her head that slime was interwoven into every hair strand but it was a mess it was a mess and I am sure that I didn't shave her head (laughs) oh my gosh I think that there was some solution that we could mix up and had to wash her hair with and get that get it out and but I often think I probably didn't handle that situation as well as I could have because I'm sure I kind of got mad and freaked out. Up. Oh yeah, freaked because out a little bit like had green gag stuff yeah, here. Yeah. That seems human. Yeah. But it was messy and and I often think about you share a story a lot of times of Oh no, you tell my business now. So oh yeah, I'm gonna tell your business. <laughs> and when the boys were throwing the mud balls at the house house and how messy that was. And we probably didn't handle that always the best or how many times I had to take the toilet off. Yes. Not toilet seat. No, no, no. We had to remove the toilet because of Legos being flushed down my toilet or just those normal day-to-day messes that come apart. And I think that any of the moments. They're Any good moments, the moments or bad moments, but they're your moments. Oh. So would there be something that would be like, this is the most beautiful, tender moment in the whole world. I'm going to consume this for me. This oh. is my Instagram. I'm instantly looking at what is exactly right in front of me. And this moment is for us without having to share the lighting's coming in exactly perfectly, illuminating the gorgeous brown color of the youngest child's eyes. Could you avoid taking that picture and let that be your moment to you? As well as 
<laughs> the gack hair. <laughs> yes. Or you call a friend or you call somebody like it was a day. It was, it was a, a day. day, but I didn't post it to the world. I just put it in my heart and enjoyed it. And that's where you can take a little bit of reality back so that perception isn't gaining ground <laughs> as truth. The truth right. is what you live and what's in front of you every day. Yeah. And, I and it may not be beautiful. Reminder. And you may not enjoy every minute. Mm. And that's okay, too, because life really is messy. It's busy. And at Sometimes least you my, may just go in the bathroom and cry, just cry. like Mima said. That's right. <laughs> and it's unpredictable chaos. That is part of our lives. And, mm-hmm. and Jennifer, you had shared something one time, and we'll end with this. And it was like, on the other side of the mess, we often find reconciliation, mm-hmm. laughter, peace, joy, and the life lessons that tend to take us exactly where we are supposed to end up. And that is really where we can lay down that perception of perfection and bring us that grace. And when we have the vulnerability to recognize that life isn't some piece of perfection, our life, your life, Mm -hmm. and we just kind of lay in that, we can kind of give and receive grace, I believe, a whole lot easier. The short way is on the other side of awkward is victory. One of our favorite things to do is answer your questions. Nothing brings us more joy than giving advice and guidance, and most importantly, support to new parents just like you. So don't be shy. If you have any question, anything at all, call us at 888-234-7979, and we will try to answer your question on the Moms on Call podcast. Hi, Moms on Call. My name is Hannah, and I live in the Atlanta area. I enjoyed your first podcast, and I have a question for you. I have a very strong-willed 16-month-old, and I'm starting to look into the simmer time, and I was hoping you could walk me through that process, the three-step um, technique, as well as when you should just go straight to simmer time, and if that includes timber tantrums. Thank you so much. Hannah, yes. I know this is a really trying time. And what your toddler is looking for are just opportunities to be able to manage the very normal and healthy exploration of all of the emotions that we feel as human beings. So they're just beginning to explore things like frustration and disappointment. So we just want to give them time and opportunity to feel it and to manage that. We can't do it for them. So summertime is an opportunity to do that. And there are two ways to get into summertime. We can do a three-point teaching technique if we see that they're about to do something that we don't want them to do. And then there's some, what do we call straight to summer times? And I'm going to let Laura talk about that. But let's go over the three-point teaching technique. And that is identify the unwanted behavior, state the consequence, and then go beyond no and give them another option. Because at 16 months old, they're really not going to come up with better things to do. So we just help them out that way. And it also gets us into this really great flow of the way that words happen 
when we're in this situation. So they have something to lean into that's really familiar. And I always like to tell this story about my kids throwing mud balls at the house. And I said, stop throwing mud balls at the house. If you keep doing that, your friends are going home. What I want you to do is go play in the backyard. And because starting around 15, 16 months of age, I put things in that order for them. They knew a couple of things about my character, Hannah, that I cannot wait for your children to know about you. And that is that you are trustworthy. And so you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And if you do that now, then it's really going to serve you well as they get older. Um, so if you state what it is you don't want them to do, state the consequence, which would be summertime, which is in a place that has light and space, but is a non-optional environment that cuts off their ability to see you and try and draw you and drag you in to this tantrum or, you know, the screaming fit that may be going on. Um, and number three is to give them a better option. So um, the other way, the straight to summer, I'm going to hand over to Laura. Well, that straight to summertime is when they are throwing that temper tantrum. When they are throwing that ten temper tantrum, the show is all for us, right? They're, they'll throw a fit and kind of look and make sure that we're watching. So when they're throwing that temper tantrum, that is not the time that we're going to have the opportunity to do a three-point teaching technique. They're not listening. They are throwing a fit. So it's best at that point to scoop them up while they're kicking and all and take them straight to summertime. And then after summertime is when their heart is open to instruction. And that's when you have the time to come in and do what we call that hug moment where we can just love on them and let them know that we love them uh, and that we've got them. The hug moment stands for H is hug them or hold them, you know, initiate that contact. U is use confident face and G is give positive feedback. So whatever got them in that summer time, the summer time is designed for you to get them out so that you can have that moment to really teach into their heart the things you know that they are capable of. So if we take that example of my boys throwing the mud balls at the house, if they hadn't done it and their friends had to go home, my hug moment for them will be, I know you're capable of listening to me the first time I tell you to do something. You're going to figure it out. And that would be the end of that, you know, hug moment, that statement, so that we place you as their biggest support. You are going to be the first voice of hope that believes in their ability to do the things you're asking them to do. Hi, my name is Juliana. I have a four and a half year old and a five month old baby. A few years ago, I went through a divorce, and after that, I started sleeping with my toddler. Um, and now she is four and a five, four and a half years old, and she just don't want to sleep by herself. I mean, we have tried everything, and she wakes up every two hours. Uh, I don't want to use any method when, you know, when she, I love her screaming in the room, stuff like that. Uh, we can have talks all day about it and, you know, like, we're going to do this and you're a big girl and we got her room really nice and beautiful and stuff like that and nothing seems to work. Nighttime comes, she is worried 
said, I'm not going to be there with her. She keeps waking up every two hours or so. And I just don't know what else to do. Thank you. Hi, Juliana. What a sweet, sweet call. And we know that, that this is just, it's a tough transition, not only on your daughter, but on you and and your your new partner that, that's there as well. And so we know that all those transitions make it tough, but this is the truth. The truth is she is loved beyond measure. She is safe and she can learn to sleep and sleep all night in her room. But it's going to take some work and it's going to take some confidence on your part. And she really is unsure of where those boundaries are. One of the first recommendations is just to make sure you have the toddler book. We also want you to know her design. How is she made? What is going to work best in this situation for her. I would also recommend the toddler online course, but even beyond those things, a personalized consultant just to help come alongside you and really put the things in place that you need and the support that you need to get through. It'll take what, Jennifer, probably 10 days or so to Mm -hmm. really get this ship turned around. Yeah, it'll take about two weeks and actions are going to actually be more valuable in words than words in this situation. But the words do have value and the words that are going to have value are the words that we want a personal consultant to say to your heart. Juliana, your heart matters. It's been through a lot. And what we found is that when we can fill you with the confidence, then it is easier for you to do what you need to do to put those actions in place, to send those consistent messages with the actions so that we can get on the other side of that two weeks. The great news is that her habit forming tendencies are still so strong, but we do not want you to do this alone. We believe in you. We believe in your ability to send this message and get through this and help her do something you thought, or maybe she even thought that she couldn't do. But having a partner with you to answer every question and concern along the way is going to be the most successful way to do it because you are such a huge part of this process. Everything you've been through, you matter. We want to take you through this with as much confidence and support as we can provide. Hi, uh, my name's Katie. I'm from New Jersey and I have a 10 week old. Um, I'm loving your schedules and loving your podcast. My baby girl's sleeping through the night now, um, eight hour stretches, and it's awesome. Um, one problem we're having is her nap times. So I was wondering if you guys could help me out with that. Uh, during the day, we follow the schedules that you have in the book, and she feeds every three hours. Um, however, she really likes cat naps. Sometimes she wakes up after 15 to 20 minutes. Um, I've used, you know, the pacifier and shushing and rubbing her belly to try to extend naps and nothing seems to be working. Um, and then once she's up, her whole schedule's all off. She wants to eat already because that's part of the routine. Anyway, um, if you could help me out with that nap time, that would be awesome. And thank you guys so much for what you do. Katie, you are hailing from New Jersey. That's awesome. I am a Yankee. Um, I've been told that here in the South that I can be one. I'm just not supposed to tell anybody, but now I'm telling everybody. (laughs) 
my family called me Magnolia because I didn't have the accent that a lot of my family members from the North has. And, and uh, Katie, you seem to also be absent of that traditional um, accent that we expect. And um, we're so excited that up there in the North, people are following these schedules, finding them helpful. And uh, yes, we are going to help you with these cat naps. In fact, Laura did a really great, if you are on the Moms on Call Instagram, You'll be able to go back and see some of the things. And also in the Knowledge Center at momsoncall.com, you can see a really, really great thing. Um, and then the third place, look, we are trying to help you with naps every digital way possible. The third way is the email campaign. I know that if you subscribe to the newsletter, actually, Laura comes on a video and does help you with the details of these catnaps. So there's lots of different ways, but today we're going to do it on the podcast and Laura's going to share with you a few great tips. So Katie, so a few things is one, we just need to know what's realistic and what's expected. So the first is at this age, we expect them to sleep for about 30 to 45 minutes, wake up and fuss for 20, and then doze again for that 20 or 30 minutes. That's what we expect to happen. We want to make sure that there's a few things in place. Under 12 weeks of age, we want to make sure that they're swaddled correctly, that you're using the right sound machine, that's one that's made for adults, and that we are focusing on two naps a day where we follow those nap routines. And I've often given kind of this example. So if you feed at 1 p.m., They'll go down for a nap somewhere around that 2.30 mark. And remember, they can go down as early as 2.15 or as late as 2.45. But they'll go down for a nap around that 2.30 mark. We expect her to wake up somewhere around that 3 p.m. If she's sleeping 20 minutes, 30 minutes, like you said, we expect her to wake up let's just say somewhere around that 3 p.m. mark. That's where the things that you were talking about will come into play. You'll wait five or 10 minutes and jiggle and reposition and try a passy. You'll wait another five or 10 minutes and jiggle and reposition and try a passy. Make sure the swaddle's still tight. Then once you get to 3.30, 30 minutes from that next feed time, you can unswaddle and do some supervised tummy time. If she's going to be awake, we're going to get a little exercise in. At 3.45, once you've made it to within that 15-minute grace period, get her up, change her diaper, and feed her. We want to try and do those steps twice a day, if at all possible. And the truth of the matter is... <laughs> that this might not get significantly better, especially at two, 10 weeks of age, until we get her out of that swaddle. And during that twilight sleep is when they move those muscles and hike those legs over and roll over and find their comfy spot. So we may not see significant improvement until then, but you control what you can control which is that consistent routine when she goes down, what you do when she does wake early from those naps, and when you get her up. You've got this. If your specific issue wasn't addressed in this question and answer segment, you might be able to find the answer on our website, momsoncall.com. We're also on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you're still at a loss, you can leave us a message with your specific question. 
We might get to it in an upcoming episode of the show. Our phone number is 888-234-7979. The good stuff is how we end every single episode of our show. We want to leave you something that makes you feel good in your heart and soul and puts a smile on your face. So we look for stories that are going to do just that. We call it the good stuff. And a lot of times that good stuff is what's seen on the news or we heard about it. But today, we know that there is some really good stuff with these coaches and teachers that are never going to be on the news. I can see good stuff by looking down my own street. (laughs) There's some good stuff happening up at the park in my neighborhood. And I know there is some too. You had some friends do something really, really extraordinary. And the sacrifices that these teachers and coaches make that nobody ever knows about. It's the ones that head to the Target and buy school supplies to make sure that their room is done. Or like I do, I have a friend who coached a football team near my house and he had been there years coaching these young men. And let me tell you, he loves football and he loves to win. Don't get me wrong. Isn't that part of football? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But... What I saw, Jennifer, was his wife and him make a difference with this team. And that was the biggest win. They cared about these kids. They didn't only want them to be great football players. And don't get me wrong, they were. But they were much more concerned with them becoming good men. In fact, Cindy and Kyle created a food pantry that was in his office and it was stocked by Cindy and Kyle, but also people in our community and other teachers and even parents would bring food and stock this pantry. And this pantry was almost hidden to some extent. So the kids that need it, food would be able to go into that pantry and grab some food to take home. And nobody may have knew about it. There was no big news story on it. But what I saw them do each and every day for those kids, that's really the good stuff. So we talked about playing football. You can play to win and you will sometimes win, or you can invest and play to make winners. And when you do that, everybody wins. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. Please visit momsoncall.com for more resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive this amazing parenting journey. The number one way that people find out about new podcasts is word of mouth, just like Moms on Call. And your endorsement of this show is so important. Please tell all of your friends about this show if you think something in here would be helpful or bring a smile to their face. Also, please leave us a five-star review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. And if you're so inclined, write a short paragraph about what you like about us. Thanks in advance, and we appreciate you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast.